You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages. Presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated. Located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is September 23rd. And this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold with the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There's no plan B, there's no plan C, there's only plan A, and that plan A belongs to God. Listen, we're inside the pages, the book of Revelation, and we are getting a better understanding. Certainly we've been blessed. Uh, someone gave a testimony about a revelation that they received and it cleared them up, gave them some clarity, some understanding of, of what God is doing and not only what he's doing in his word, but what he's doing in their life. And so thank God for that testimony. Uh, certainly we're in the book of Acts tonight, beginning at the 24th verse. And so we're going to go on into the word of God. That's Acts 19, beginning at uh, verse 21. I pray that you've had a blessed day, that if you had a bad hair day, that you know, um, that uh, trouble don't last always. It might seem like a long time, but things do get better. Healing does occur. And so um, I, I can tell you that from personal experience. And I pray that you are, have, will have a blessed evening. Some of you may be getting up for work uh, or well into your day. And certainly my prayer is that something is said this evening that will bless your spirit. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your mercy, Lord, your word. We thank you, Lord God, for keeping us throughout this day. Lord God, for blessing our minds, for giving us hearts. Lord God, to seek you, to, to want to know you better, Lord. Lord, we want to do better in our lives, our, uh, our commitments unto you. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you will lead us and guide us, Lord. Lord Jesus, bless us to, to live worthy, Lord God, to stand in your presence. We'll be careful to give your name the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of Acts, the 19th chapter, beginning at the 21st verse, and I, I won't get through all of this. You can uh, read the rest of this chapter out, uh, wherever we stop at, but uh, continue to read and to you know, and to feed your spirit. The Bible said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And so it says, after these things were ended, Paul purposed in his spirit when he had passed through, uh, through Macedonia and a champ to go to Jerusalem saying, after I have been there, I must also see Rome. So, Paul was a man that was, he knew what he was, what he wanted to do, and he was devoted. He, he, uh, he didn't deviate from 
the calling that God had on his life. And so the Bible said he went into Macedonia, two of them that ministered unto him, Timothus and uh, Eustace. Uh, but he himself stayed in Asia for a season. At the same time, there arose no small stir among or about that way. For certain men named, a certain man named Demetrius. Now, Demetrius name uh, also spelled uh, uh, Demetrius, uh, meaning devout to uh, the goddess Demeter. Uh, he was a silversmith. And as a silversmith, you know, he fashioned, he made mold of things he fashioned things just like they're silversmith, goldsmith, you know, um, uh, iron, you know, masons, those that know how to shape, make molds and shape metal. And so, which made silver shrines for Diana and brought no small gain unto the craftsmen. So uh, he was well known. Uh, he was skilled in what he was doing. Uh, and so uh, there was a stirring among the people, uh, particularly these trademen. You know, there's one thing people get very personal when you mess with their honey and when you mess with their money. And so you need to leave them both alone or you'll find yourself in a world of hurt when you are being uh, mischievous, messing with someone's honey. That honey doesn't belong to you. A lot of have lost it. A lot of people have lost hands, fingers, lost their lives, uh, hitting and tasting someone else's honey. And actually that honey should have been in trouble too. You don't mess with people's money uh, because people aren't playing that. You know, those are two serious and very personal things that people mess with. And they know that it's a dangerous thing. And so, but messing with uh, money uh, creates a major issue and not going to touch too much about the honey uh, tonight because of that uh, hashtag men's and ladies meeting. And so uh, the Bible goes on to say, when he called together with the, the workmen of like occupation, he said, sirs, uh, you know that by this craft, we have our wealth. And so we've become very well off. We're living very comfortable lives. We're living uh, the dream, so to speak. You know, you, we use that expression from time to time. We're living the dream. And so they're partakers of this dream and they making good. And, you know, Demetrius was like some church folks. Uh, you know, he was devoted in what he was doing. He was devoted. And, and so uh, unlike uh, there are some that are devoted and there are some that are not. You know, you wasn't going to get, uh, based upon his reaction to what was going on, he was getting very upset with the fact that you was, you were starting to mess with the thing that was, um, uh, that he was prospering from. You ought to get upset when someone mess with the thing that you're prospering from. You know that your relationship should prosper. I'm talking about your relationship that you're nurturing with God. You know, when I when I go to service, my cell phone is muted off. 
you ought to have the same respect as you would when you go into the courthouse to shut it down. You know, if your life, if your lifestyle is that of devotion unto the Lord, people will know that and they're not going to be calling you during service. Now, I know that the phone may ring because it, it may be the cable company reminding you they have automated systems. But if your phone is on do not disturb, then you're not going to and you're not going to be trying to answer it uh, because your employee um, is, is sending you a message that they're not feeling well uh, on you in Bible class. You shouldn't be answering and even responding to that. That's something that can be dealt with. Um, matter of fact, you should be requesting prayer for them. Uh, they became agitated. The uh, silversmiths, uh, the, his um, associates that were also silversmiths, became agitated like Demetrius. You ought to get agitated when someone is saying something that is contrary uh, to the will of God. You ought to become agitated and as bothered as Demetrius did when someone says something against your pastor, against your church, uh, and they don't know nothing about it. You know, and so you ought to you ought to have some personal feelings just like he did. And so um, you have some that because you're a member of something doesn't mean that you're devoted. These men were devoted. They were benefiting. If you're benefiting from what God is doing for you, you ought to be just as devoted. Be fair. Uh, Demetrius, uh, you know, one thing about it is that they were devoted to the worship of and the, the service of creating something that was going to be profitable to you. Yeah, it was about the money and all of that. Uh, but that's no different than you and I. We can either be devoted to God. And one thing I'm very sure about is being and very stern about is being devoted unto the Lord. Because as God don't give you breath, you will not go to work. You're not going to go for a run. You're not going to go play basketball. You're not going to do, you know, you're not going to go on a date. You're not going to uh, enjoy your, uh, your wife or your husband. You ain't going to enjoy your kid. Everything come to a standstill when that heart stops. And so you need to uh, know where your commitment, where your loyalty lies. You know, I often say pray to the God that you serve because that's the one that's going to answer you anyway. Um, pray to the one that you serve. We can't serve two masters. We only can serve one. Either you're going to love one or hate the other. There is no gray. There is no straddling the fence. God is looking for a wholehearted devotion. So you ought to pray to the one that you're devoted and serving. You know, the one that you sacrifice time and effort to. The Bible says, moreover, you see in here, not that not alone in Ephesus, but almost all throughout all Asia. This Paul, this evangelist, this uh, preacher, this individual proclaiming the the. Uh, a message have persuaded and turned away much people saying that they there be no gods which are made with hands and I, I you know there are so many people because of the way they're raised I was listening to the news the other day 
and there was a, a young lady who, um, I guess she had expressed it to someone else because they were talking about bullying. They were talking about different things and issues that young people have. Well, this young lady lays on uh, on her bed and she um, was crying and just wishing that um, to just disappear, not be here, that, that an alien would come pick her up. A spaceship would come down and grab her and take her away from this planet that we're on. There are a lot of things that are in the minds of people. And it's important to know that. It's important to hear it. And, and you know, it, we're not making fun of anyone or anything of that nature, you know, because it, because people are raised. And, and you know how you were raised. I know how I was raised. I know what, you know, things that you may have believed as a, growing up and then found out it was not true. And so people are caught up in a lot of different things. Uh, there are a lot of information that have distorted the minds of people. But certainly there is no gods which are made with hands. Who's the, who, logically speaking, if I'm the one that made, took the clay and formed it into something, then who's the creator and who's the creature? The impact was great, not because it was Paul, but because the Holy Ghost was using him. Paul had to be converted. He had to be changed. Paul experienced um, what others have experienced and needed to experience to have uh, in order for him to be out ministering as God had called him to do, to become a, 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 an apostle for the Gentiles. Now, Jeremiah 23 and 29 says, Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rocks in pieces? And so the word of God is powerful. The word of God is able to, to smash false doctrines. It's able to, and when I say smash, well, I'm not talking about you being dogmatic with anyone either. I'm talking about like Aquila and Priscilla. Uh, that they um, they met someone that that was teaching and they and they showed them the better way. There are people that are just looking for the better way. They're looking for someone that will connect the dots, explain to them why. I was speaking with a with a, a gentleman, and um, he's a well to do, very very well to do. And he said, why do I need to go to church to be told not to lie? I don't, I don't need to go to church to be told not to lie or to steal. Now, there are those that do. And so we're not going to. But he needed to understand that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He needed to understand that there's a contaminant and that contaminant it spread and that contaminant has caused some to uh, travel down different paths. And maybe you didn't travel down that path, but there's some other paths that you may have. And even the path of self-righteousness is a sin. Uh, all righteousness is as filthy rags, except the righteousness of God. The Bible says in the 27th verse, so that not only our craft is in danger, to be set at not, we're going to lose out, man, our profits, everything is going to go downhill. 
uh, but also that the temple of the great goddess Diana uh, should be despised and her magnificence should be destroyed and who all Asia and the world worship. Now that temple from what I read is was large as large as a football field. Uh, columns with six standing, uh, extending high and just really uh, a wonder to look at. You know, people get caught up into that. It makes them feel that there's something really great happening uh, when actually that's just an outer appearance. What about what's going on on the inside? The Roman religion, uh, this goddess uh, Diana was the goddess of wild animals, the hunt, identified with Greek, uh, the Greek goddess Artemis, uh, and her name is akin to the Latin word uh, doom, uh, meaning sky, and dias, uh, daylight. And like her Greek counterpart, she was also the goddess of domestic animals, also fertility and um and other things that they counted as being a blessing. And so they, this, uh, when you have people that believe in this um, and they're building, constantly building up on it, it, it had a grip on the minds of the people until they heard the gospel. Uh, the gospel did not come with as an object. It came as a word of truth. You know, there's God has told us, don't worship stars, don't worship things on earth, don't swear by none of those things. And when Israel came out of Egypt, they brought some things with them that God plainly said, leave, do not bring that. But they held on to certain things anyway. Are you holding on to something that God said, leave behind? Maybe you... Uh, came into the knowledge of the truth. And after, uh, like Israel, they, they came into the knowledge of truth. God revealed himself unto them, but yet they grabbed hold to some things and they held on to it. They made a golden calf out of the gold and jewelry that, and different things that they, stuff that they brought with them. Um, and so we uh, ha can do the same thing. And some of us know it and others may find themselves and the sin of omission. And so we have to be careful in what we do and how we respond. Now, you can you can go out and buy a new car and all of a sudden it becomes your God. You know, well, how does that become my God? Well, not because you give more attention to that thing than you do sovereign God. Remember, a vehicle is just a tool. That's all it is. It's a tool. It's to help you get to where you need to go. And, you know, so that you can make some money, so that you can go see friends and family, so that you can be uh, attend worship on time uh, when it's in order to be there. And, you know, those are tools. The Bible said, and when they heard these sayings, they were full of wrath and cried out, saying, great is Diana of Ephesians. And the whole city was filled with confusion. And having caught uh, Gaius and uh, Archers, uh, men of Macedonia, Paul, companion in travel, they rushed with one accord into the theater. And when Paul had, uh, had entered 
and unto the people, the disciples suffered him not. They stopped him. Don't don't go in there, man. It's a it's first off, there's confusion in there. The scripture already said the city was filled with confusion. So now you have a bunch of confused people in the city, in, in a theater, in a in a in a, a area that is gonna be detrimental. Nothing's good is gonna come out of it for you to go in there because the hostility is against you. It's against what you have been ministering. And here we are with you. And, and so, and certain of the chief of Asia, which were his friends, sent unto him, uh, desiring him that he would not adventure himself into the theater. So Paul was pretty bold. You know, he was bold before he got saved and he was bold afterwards. God does not take that boldness from you. He doesn't take your craftiness. You know, if you if you good in business, uh, he doesn't take that from you when you get saved and all of a sudden you become lazy and, you know, he don't take that from you. He don't take your boldness from you. You know, if you if you knew how to talk, then you should you still know how to talk to folks. You still know how to be persuasive. Now it's just you persuading them toward Christ instead of persuading them for your own pleasure. And so, you know, I began to think about this and and I thought about how the people was bamboozled. I thought about how the people had been uh, believed something that was not true, you know. And so that's why I, I posted and said, you know, let's talk about selling the moon. I'm going to sell the moon at half price. If you can believe that that uh, something fell from the sky and you start worshiping it, I have something bigger and better. You know, it, it uh, maybe you've seen this. It was exposed to this in the movies, and uh, you know, I'm just I'm just talking about some things here, uh, and, and I'm sure that, that it's not crazy. But have you ever uh, been called a sucker? Uh, maybe jokingly, maybe they weren't joking. I don't know. <laughs> and so uh, there, many times, maybe someone, uh, you know, um, said sucker. And, and you said what? And they said, hey, hey, I said, my friend. I said, ooh, it's the sky. Or they, they switched it up real fast. Now, by no means do I mean to offend anyone. I'm certainly not calling you a name or anything like that. I'm just using it to get a point across. You know, uh, there, I was looking online. There's some uh, movies that predated me, predated uh, many of us. Uh, there was a movie titled uh, uh, Never Give a Sucker an Even Break, you know, and uh, Don't Be a Sucker and movies like I'm Going to Get You Sucker and, you know, and Sucker Punch. We all know that that meant someone's going to sneak up on you and hit you, side, blindside you, you know. And, and, and so the term sucker is a slang word used to describe a person that is easily deceived or swindled. Uh, it can represent a weakness to something that may not uh, be any good. You know, sometimes we say, well, I was just weak for that. And you, you know you should not be having that. You know you shouldn't have ate that, that piece of barbecue at 11 o'clock at night and went and laid down because then you have, uh, what is it, acid reflux uh, because of the acidity of the tomato. So, you know, there are some things we know we should not be doing. Maybe you've taken advantage of someone, uh, you know, or, or maybe you've been taken advantage of in a relationship or the purchase or, you know, just someone just plain, just trickery 
uh, and you know, because they saw you as an easy target. Some of us was was preyed upon, and some of us were uh, did the praying. Uh, some were uh, predators and victims, and others were the ones that was carrying it out. We were stalking, and, and so uh, because we saw an easy prey, we um, and so we became a predator. And some were super predators. But thank God for salvation tonight. None of us like to be taken advantage of. It doesn't matter how big and bad you are. You know, there, there are people that, that was top of their game and somebody uh, got them. Uh-huh. Uh, if you, you know, we, uh, I got, I got God, man. You know, they got you. Paul and those with him presented the gospel. They presented something that was a threat to a thriving business that preyed upon the people of Ephesus, preyed upon the people of Los Angeles, on the people in Texas, Atlanta, uh, Louisiana, Georgia, preyed upon the people in Ohio, you know, Washington. Uh, they presented something that the people thought was legitimate. Now, uh, the ministry is God's extended hand for deliverance from deception. And so listen to what Ephesians had to say, Ephesians 4, the fourth chapter. And he gave some apostles. Now, Bible students, I want you to know there's 12 thrones. And those 12 that will sit on the throne will be judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And, and so uh, uh, my question to you is, uh, if there's only 12 thrones for the 12, uh, those 12 apostles that will be judging Israel, what about those that, have been deemed apostles today. Uh, now the apostles are, according to the book of Acts, they are ones that have been with uh, Jesus. They saw him and they spent time with him prior to his uh, death, burial, and resurrection. The apostles today doesn't do not have that testimony, but yet they carry the title apostle. We know that there's going to be 12 thrones for the apostles to sit at. And so I, I wonder, are any of their names going to be placed there? Well, anyway, um, that is one of those questions because men do a lot of things that the Bible does not actually call them to do. Well, he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And he gave those gifts for a reason. And that is for the perfecting of the saints. The purpose of the preaching of the gospel, the teaching of the gospel, the, uh, the exhorting of the gospel is for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry, for service and the edifying of the body of Christ. There's no other purpose for those, those three things, perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry and the edifying of the body of Christ. And the, the goal, the end result is that we come into the unity of faith and the knowledge of the son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. There's no one else to measure yourself with except Christ Jesus. You don't measure yourself against a woman that's next to you. You don't measure yourself to uh, according to that brother, that sister, whomever it is, I don't care what color they are, you don't measure yourself according to them. You measure yourself uh, uh, according to the word of God, which was Christ. 
Mm -hmm. It was Christ. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. So we all have been uh, played the fool. You know, we've all been uh, uh, like puppets on a string. The enemy could look at all of us and say, sucker, got you, tricked you, you know, caused you to be acting a way that you were enemy of God. We were carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lied in wait to deceive, told you there's predators, some super predators. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined and compact by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working of the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying itself in love. At the end of the day, everything has to be wrapped in love. Whatever the ministry is, remember the ministry itself, whatever the gift is, um, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, uh, all those that are working for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body, it has to be wrapped in love because the Bible plainly tells us that out of all these gifts, and there are more gifts to that, you know, the gift of healing, the gift of, of helps, the gift of, uh, and so all these gifts, everything must be wrapped in charity. It must be wrapped in love. The 32nd verse says, there, Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was confused. And the more part they, they knew not wherefore they came together. They didn't even know why they was in the theater. It's because the word of God, which is like a hammer, had smashed some things and created a, 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 a situation. The, the message the the people's message regarding diana had been shattered by the word of god uh, and so people were not believing the message of the gospel should have an impact beginning with the one doing the presentation the bible says they were confused and i i was i was talking with someone we were talking about the gospel and and they began to compare what they were told as a child so now uh, they're thinking about it, you know, they, they, but all these years from their childhood through their adult now as adults, uh, believed all these years, uh, that all you had to do was believe in God. That's all you had to do was just believe in God and you would be all right. But that, uh, casual conversation was a game changer. The, smith, the, the silversmith knew the message of the gospel was a game changer. Pimps lost their prostitutes because of the message of the gospel. Prostitutes lost their pimps because of the gospel message. Street pharmacists lost their addicts. And addicts lost their street pharmacists because of the preaching of the gospel. Liquor stores lost customers because of the preaching of the gospel. People stopped smoking Newport and Cools or Campbell's, whatever your, your flavor was, because you heard the gospel and it was a game changer. Bangers stopped banging for no reason and began to bang for the cause of Christ because of the preaching of the gospel. It is a game changer. 
When we do it the way God says to do it, it changes, it makes a difference. When we apply the word of God to our lives the way we need to apply it, then it makes a difference. It is a game changer. And it had changed some things there at Ephesus. And the people were afraid. The, the, the silversmith and those that was had, had made these idols were afraid. Someone ought to become afraid because the gospel message is being preached by preachers of righteousness. The, the word of prophecy is going forth because the prophets are consecrated unto God, not for the not consecrated unto money, but consecrated for the deliverance of souls. The, the evangelist, because the evangelist is not looking for a large audience, but they're looking for just anybody so that they can tell uh, anybody about somebody that's able to save their soul. It makes a difference. The Bible said heaven rejoices over one sinner that repents. So why are we looking for the masses? Why are we looking for, instead of looking for at least, least that one soul, God will rejoice over that one soul and that will multi can multiply by itself. And they drew Alexander out of the multitude, the Jews pulling on him forward and Alexander beckoned with a hand and would have made his defense unto the people. But when they knew that, that he was a Jew, all with one voice began to, uh, for about two hours, begin to cry out, great is Diana of Ephesians. They begin to rally and to chant for almost two, for about two hours. But the town clerk appeased the people, used some smartness and said, ye men of Ephesians, what men is there that don't know this? We all know that, that the city of uh, Ephesians is a worshiper of the great goddess Diana and of the image which fell from Jupiter. So why are y'all tripping? If you really feel secure about what you're doing, then why y'all tripping like that? They knew. But he used a, a wise speech to get them to calm down. And, and he had to because uh, as you read through the rest of the chapters, you'll find out that, uh, there, uh, that that town clerk was accountable for that uproar. So he had to get the people to calm down. Now, this image which fell from Jupiter that they proclaimed. Uh, it fell down. And that's different from landing, a skilled landing and walking away. Now, if you're willing to worship something created from metal, plastic, wood, that someone has used a little geometry to make, uh, they created and you bow into it, you done bought your little pot belly, a statue of a man or a woman walking around with it hung around your neck talking about it's going to bring you prosperity. Listen, uh, most of us men are trying to get rid of those uh, those little pot bellies and love handles and all of that kind of stuff as people have called it because it is a, it's bad for your health. Uh, it's not prosperity. It's bad for your health. And it uh, leads to heart attacks. It leads to high blood pressure. And, and so all that old fake and make-believe stuff, you need to cut that out. And, and But if, you know, if, if you into that, if you into that after knowing the, the truth, you know, and you, you want to buy, then I have a deal for you. I have a real bargain. I'm selling the moon and I'm selling it at half price. And if you want to know what I'm selling, go look up at the sky 
it's it's something that wasn't carved out in geometry, you know. And uh, here I didn't uh, make a mole and and place it in the mole and then and then place it in the sky. And you, you know, you can't buy that a squat meat. It's too large for me to carry around, but I'll sell it to you at a great price. Taking all offers. Nope. Matter of fact, matter of, well, we can have a silent auction if you want to, but listen. Bowing down to something that has been created by another individual is no different than me selling you the moon. It's something that actually should not and cannot be done. It's not real. It's not realistic. Worshiping, believing is something someone else made with their own hands. You might as well buy the moon from me, but the moon belongs to God. Heaven and earth belongs to God. Matter of fact, the earth is his footstool. Heaven is his throne. And so we need to use the, the, the sense that God has given us. And don't get me wrong. Some, some of us have come from some messed up backgrounds, you know, but worshiping a rock is not one of them. Worshiping a rock is not one of them. Should not be something that you do. You know, um, it's a rock. It's a rock. And so why are you going to pick up a rock and brush it off? And 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 Bible said that, that we should worship him in spirit and in truth. That's what God is looking for, spirit and in truth. Not those images that people got hanging all over the place. This is Jesus. I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time. Don't get nervous. Please don't get nervous. But, you know, uh, that gets into a whole nother area of, of manipulation and different things. That's not true. I'm not going to talk about the fact that those that were saved, according to the word of God, people are praying to, to dead folks. If they were saved, they don't have the name that, that they grew up with here. And so that's a subject for another time. Actually, if you go back and start listening to some of the teaching from Revelation, you'll see you'll hear the scriptures that validate what I just mentioned. And so I'm going to stop with that. I'm going to stop. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. Lord God, thank you for your kindness. Thank you, Lord God, for this short exhortation uh, of your word. Lord Jesus, we want to live in truth. Lord Jesus, there are a lot of deceptions that are going on. A lot of things, even some things are, are done in your name that are wrong. Lord God, and I pray against those things. I pray that the ministers serve in righteousness and live consecrated and holy lives unto you. Lord God, help us to decrease and that you increase so that those that are living in that form of deception can be set free. You said, know the truth and it will set us free. Lord God, I thank you right now for your kindness and your love. Lord God, we bless you, Lord Jesus. We'll continue to lift you up, Lord God, to exalt you and to exalt your word. Lord God, we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Joining with us on Sunday as we'll be in the book of Revelation. Uh, again, we're, we're traveling through Revelation Uh we, we went there right after completing the book of Ezekiel because Ezekiel took us into Revelation and the end time and prophecies that have not been fulfilled yet. 
So when next time somebody tell you that book is old, the Bible is outdated, let them know. <coughs> Excuse me. Let them know. There are many prophecies that have not come to pass, but there are those that we're watching that are happening right before our eyes. There are prophecies that are being fulfilled by the administration uh, around the world. There are things that are going on that is saying that the Lord is soon to come. And whether he come at your day and time or whether he come, he's going to come when he's ready. And so whenever he's ready, you better make sure that you're ready too. Uh, God bless you. Uh, joining with us again, as I said, on Sunday morning to hear the word of God.